Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, the music we had coming in was from Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker was the uh, the theme music we decided to go on today. Just a just a really good song. Uh, just a good song, Derek. And again, uh, it's by Uncle Cracker. That's so correct. this is uh, the word "uncle" will be prevalent in our show. Uh, we just felt like uh, Uncle Cracker needed a shout out. Hadn't heard him in a while. So uh, again, Uncle Cracker is our music today. And uh, rain yesterday. Obviously, recording on our Thursday as we typically do for our Friday show. But uh, poor gorgeous. this morning. Really poor this morning. It came. Man, oh. coming to work this morning was a little, yeah. a little dodgy, a little dodgy. Yeah. But, uh, man, just perfect weather right now. Blue skies, going to get better and better. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend for the uh, Earth Day celebration, which we'll talk about here shortly as part of our uh, DeSoto County shout-outs. But uh, double-decker, uh, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State down in Oxford, uh, just a ton of stuff going on in North Mississippi. Just a beautiful, gorgeous weekend. And I uh, hope you get out and enjoy it uh, this weekend right here under the water tower. Matt, you know what? This weekend, you know, it's going to be 82, 83 degrees, back-to-back days. Really wishing I had a pool. You're saying you wish you could find a house with a pool. That's correct. Okay. I, mean, like, I wish my my house had a pool. Which is one of those type things like a good thing. Hey, here's my list of things. If you gave it to a realtor, gave it to someone to assist you in looking for a home, here's one of the things I'd like would be a pool, three-car yeah, garage. The Country Club doesn't open for another month. Right. It's open okay. for another month. So if you remember there, yeah, you can go there after Memorial Day. But before that, get those early warm days. It'd be lovely to have a pool. And if you're looking for a home with a pool or one of those type amenities, you definitely want to reach out to our 2000. 22 presenting sponsor the number one real estate team in desoto county team couch a birch realty group they possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience they were recently voted desoto's best for the fifth time they are full-time full-service realtors which means they are available whenever you need them they're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Give them your address. Let them take that information, give you all the aspects when it comes to your neighborhood, your zip code, what's going on on your street. They can tell you about houses that are staying on the market too long, houses that are closing quickly. They're going to guide you when it comes to selling your home. Team Couch or Birch Realty Group, give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian on his cell phone, 901 461 7653 that's 461 sold s o l d you can also do a full home search anywhere in the mid south at teamcouch.com that's teamcouch c o u c h.com simply use their different filters it can tell you all about the different homes in the area that are currently on the mls we say it every week don't go into this the soto county market all by yourself please contact our 2022 presenting sponsor the number one real estate team in desoto county team couch of birch realty group remember every home needs a couch we're going to kick things off with a review of the city alderman meeting that happened this past Tuesday. You said about two, two and a half hour long meeting. Plenty to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into our city alderman meeting from this past Tuesday. Now, they had one item that was added uh, before the meeting started, and that was to discuss water tanks. Okay. Now, the city has currently has five water tanks that are in the city that the city has been maintaining for years. Like water towers. Water towers, yeah. right. Which would be the perfect thing to talk about on this show. We're under it right now. Right. Literally under it. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about uh, our symbol right now. We have five of those. Uh, we actually, but when we, the city bought the North Mississippi water, um, they purchased four towers along with that. Now, those four towers are currently not under contract to be maintained. And so there was a discussion to start the meeting that added it, I guess, for the first line item, was to discuss, you know, getting those four tanks under some kind of maintenance contract and so that's what was, was discussed uh, they're adding those four tanks to the current five so the city will now be maintaining nine water tanks under water towers uh, these tanks are not you know, going to be serviced and the way they do this is that they get cleaned and refurbished exterior on the exterior every eight to ten years mm-hmm. and then interior every ten to twelve years so basically one a year if you got on a normal schedule the tanks that were purchased will be repainted so when they get the new ones in uh, they're going to start looking at them over the next two or three years taking those four set them up on, a, on the maintenance plan they're going to look to repaint them now there was a discussion which i had not heard before which is pretty interesting they may start putting 
symbols of Hernando on the water towers sure. rather than just the name Hernando. Okay. So there was uh, there was maybe Hernando in cursive. Maybe there's a, a tiger head, okay. uh, something like that. So I thought that was all pretty cool. Uh, the first one I think that is set to be repainted is the one they want or they want to repaint is the one on I-55. And then just, they discussed a symbol. Now, the pricing, the current pricing includes only the block lettering Hernando. Yeah, so if you want to go cursive, if you want to go to tiger head, if you want to go – any other symbol, or maybe like the uh, Hernando de Soto's, you know, helmet Shield, or whatever, yeah. something like that. It is going to cost extra, but again, they'll discuss that at the time. But I thought that was pretty cool. So those four are now rolling in. We'll now be maintaining the nine water towers that we have, and those are going to be probably on the northeastern side of the uh, city limits. That's right, because that was part of the um, water program that we bought. That's correct. Very interesting. So nine water towers currently, or will soon be under the control of Hernando, starting July first. Sounds They're good. Roll in. All right, next, uh, going to the planning commission dockets and. There's six or seven items. Going to go through these pretty quickly. There wasn't really a lot of discussion on, on most of them. Next, uh, the corner of Monteith and Mackinville. This was only for the final plat. Correct. Has nothing to do with what's coming there. No businesses have applied for it yet. This is only for the current plat. Uh, this is taking it from 10 acres into four lots, a, a one lot that's 10 acres to four lots. The three lots will front Mackinville. They'll be so those will be 1.1, 1.1, and 1.2 acres, and then the six-acre lot just behind that that will face Monteith. Uh, again, the motion was approved. There was a little discussion about, hey, can we kind of talk about what's going to go there? Straight plat. This yeah. is only a plat taking it. And right now it's zone C2, so anything could go sure. there on 10 acres. They're just trying to divide it up. They there is a cold sink that will come in between the three buildings and the six acre lot because they do not, you cannot have individual access off of Monteith or off of Mackinville for traffic, you know, safety. And so the cul-de-sac will allow people to drive in there and kind of come in the rear of the buildings or maybe I guess if they wanted to face that way they could. So they can anyway. face, you're not going to be able to enter off Mackinville. That's correct. That's, that's, I've seen the plat actually for that piece of property. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Uh, next, the commercial, this is the Exxon sign, the commercial lot right there at the northeast corner of Green Tea and 51. Correct. Um, the, there is a convenience store that's looking to go there. Obviously, it says Exxon. Uh, it was found out in the process of trying to build that convenience store that the lot had never been recorded. That's why it sat so long with an Exxon sign, nothing going up. Uh, so basically, this was the recording or the official recording of that plat of that lot. Uh, obviously, the motion was approved. And so now they would be able to start construction on that Exxon lot. Uh, the next one, uh, three lots consolidating to one lot at Commerce Street and Ice Plant Road. These were the, were the old antique stores were right there that have been torn down. Uh, this was the reason there were three lots. It was part of an estate that when the, somebody passed away, it was they divided the property three ways. Dale Wilson has purchased all three of those lots. He's just trying to take the three that were once one lot that was divided into three lots back to one lot. BJ, you know, was talking about it. The interim city planner was kind of discussing uh, that you will see variances coming in with this request because because it's only 0.36 acres combined and then the setbacks are supposed to be 50 feet and this and that. Well, but that's not a very big lot. He's going to kind of knows an idea of what he wants to bring. So they're probably going to have to, the city's going to have to look at variances coming when the plan is brought. However, that was not done on Tuesday night. That was typically, um, this is just to replat it back into one lot and that was approved. Uh, and the and next, it's going to remain commercial and be a commercial situation. That's, right. that's yeah. what yeah. I've yeah. So yeah, it's heard. just combining it from three lots. to Usually we're going from like one to three. Sure. This time we're going three to one. Gotcha. Um, the last one on the Planning Commission was the Nesbitt Industrial Park, the final plat approval for three lots, 6.41 total acres. This was very good. They had to do this, Matt, because one of the three lots will be the animal shelter. There you go. <laughs> so okay. They needed to plat it for themselves, which is kind of strange. Uh, but, yes, they went ahead and, and platted that one plus two more to allow the developer to continue to sell those off or maybe to, you know, build a spec type things. Uh, that was done. Uh, and they, this was actually went to a um, roll call vote uh, because Andrew Miller still does not agree with purchasing new property for an animal shelter. And so they did a roll call vote. It did pass six to one. How did with- Andrew vote? <laughs> He was the one that voted no. So, uh, again, uh, he was, you know, they already spent $83,000 at the we don't have to Renaissance Park. Yes. I know, but that's, that's what he is still on that. He missed the last meeting when it was approved, 6 0 gotcha. to purchase it. So, he just wanted to make sure he had a no vote, you know, to, to plat it for that. On um, the record. On the record. Andrew likes to say on the record. He, he was on the record. <laughs> After the planning commissioning information, now that still took over an hour, around an hour, but now we hit, really hit the meat of the. Uh, of the meeting. So the first was the annexation of unincorporated lands and territory in DeSoto County, Mississippi. This was interesting. You know, we kind of talked with an alderman before about what was going to happen. And well, Matt, there was a request to be annexed. That's why this was on the thing. Okay. Part of the Anderson farm, Tallulah Anderson, Sarah Anderson, 
They want to sell some of their land personally to a developer, but the developer wants it to go ahead and be inside the city limits of Hernando. I understand. They're requesting this because it will be Hernando in the future. They want to go ahead and say, look, if we're already going to be Hernando, we know we're going to be Hernando. Can Hernando go ahead and take us in so we can go ahead and make sure we get all the design codes, all that kind of stuff. Sure. The planning commission could be the one looking at it. And that was what was being done here. There is zero cost to the city. The developer purchasing the property uh, is going to pay all the cost, all the legal cost to go ahead and get this done, get it annexed. So the property goes from 269 okay. down to Bahalia Road, Correct. bordering Getwell. Getwell, yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. on the west side of Getwell from 269 to Bahalia Road. It's an 80-acre rectangle. That's correct. Uh, what it's going to be. And they, there are plans out there what this plan is to be. The planning commission has already received the plans already is adding input to what they would want to see, would not want to see. So now that the city is in the process of getting this annex, again, it was approved to start the annexation process. They did go ahead and start the annexation yes. process process on this 80 acres. On the 80 acres. Not, and that's it, just the 80 not acres. Just the 80 yeah. acres. If just you have that. a house next to these 80 acres, don't well, freak I mean, out. They're not talking about you. Well, They'll get ag- to you, but again, not right Again, well, I mean, the, the rest of those houses that are closer to that are Anderson houses, yeah, sure. right? So there's there's, a, there's one house, there's another house, there's a barn dominium that right. was just completed. Sure, yes. uh, we know an individual that lives up the road, up Chihuahua, uh on that property. So those Love are, that guy. Yeah, love that guy. But <laughs> those guy. are not going anywhere, right? Yes. And those are, it's everything. So like if you ever, have watched them farm the field closest to Bahelia. It's basically that yeah. field to get well road. Acres. It does not include the cemetery on the corner. Correct. Uh, the cemetery is a separate owner. That's a dead issue. That is a dead issue. Uh, <laughs> but that is not being acquired by the developer. The developer's like, no, we're not buying no. that. They're leaving it as a cemetery, so that will remain. They'll develop right around that at the corner. So I would probably say in the next 60 to 90 days, you may start seeing plans come before the sure. alderman, before the planning commission to ask for a formal discussion on the PUD or, or project looking to go with that area. The next one was the continued conversation, which was tabled from the uh, last meeting, uh, of the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act. Again, this was the last meeting before we had to decide, the city had to decide whether or not they wanted to opt in. The city could still put rules into zoning before the first permits have issued. So this was a very key thing that the city attorney wanted to make sure that, hey, yes, if we decide that we want to stay or just not do anything, so we'll automatically you know, opt in, we could, there's still things the city can do to say, okay, well, the buildings have to look like this. They have to have these special amenity, whatever. So there's still uh, some things that the city can do to kind of restrict it or, or you know, to where they, if they know where they're going to be to kind of put restrictions there. There's, they formed a two-alderman committee plus the mayor, to kind of start discussing that and having those recommendations brought to the remaining board by the next meeting because uh, the city planner, the, the new city planner, Austin, was he was very adamant. He said, yeah, we have time. The first permits probably won't go out to June or July, but we have to give 30 days notice, so you need to get on this pretty quickly. Sure, and so I think that by the next meeting, we will probably see some information from that little that committee that says, hey, look, here's some restrictions. What a lot of the discussion was, besides the fact that, I mean, it, it was pretty obvious going into it that Hernando was going to stay in. They, okay. were, they were not going to opt out. But then there was a presentation brawl, and this was, the I guess, the main part of this discussion was a company is looking to at a spot already in Hernando for headquarters mm. for a medical growth lab or facility. Lab, yes, facility. Yes. Yeah, so it's called... Not sub- a dispensary like you can't... Well, it, 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 it will both. register as a dispensary because they're going to be doing basically patient trials right sure and so because of that they'll have to you know they have to administer to the patients therefore it makes them a dispensary right. so they'll register as that but it's no it's not gonna be a retail spot right. you walk it's into. not a retail spot um it's southern biomedical industries this was shared publicly and okay. so i'm sharing it they have optioned the cal wilkins property which is close to the way station at i-55 okay yes um, they're looking to do a, a building an indoor me- medical marijuana growing they're going to have tests in there they're going to be testing all of the oils on individuals, you know, what kind of health benefits from everything from Alzheimer's, everyday pain, right. uh, you know, joints, that sort of thing. All Cr- that Chronic be, pain. Chronic pain. Uh, <laughs> nice. I'm hot today, man. You are, this yeah, is good. Very well. This very is nice. good. I'm enjoying uh, this. That's all going to be done at this location. Now, this is there was discussion. Did not realize the scope of this. So 80 to 85 jobs. Four and a half to five million dollar impact on the the, uh, the community of Hernando. So that the you know George Reedy was the attorney representing the company. He had schematics of what it would yes, look like yes. already at the meeting. Uh, so this is pretty far along down the road. Looks like that it may locate there if uh, assuming everything goes. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff with the state. Right, there's sure. a, a lot of security issues, camera issues. You know, how do you monitor this? Man, Matt, They're they, not going to halfway do it. It's going to be no. But yes. this is the coolest thing I heard out of all this was. Once the plant gets six inches high, mm-hmm. 
they tag it. They give it a like official number, okay. right? And that number follows that plant to however big it gets, wow. to when it's cut down, to when it's like being you know crushed up, to what has been liquefied, whatever. Yeah. That num that it that number never leaves that plant. That's how you know it's barcoded or whatever. I mean, that's how that's pretty closely intense. they're tracking this. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, just a really cool thing. So that's already looking to come to Hernando. Uh, the dispensaries. Again, the Austin's done a really cool thing for them where uh, the planning commissioner, he's got a, a GIS map. And so if you said, okay, what's here, give me a circle of 1,000 feet, wow. he, can, he can map it right on there. And so you can see what's 1,000 feet. Are you saying it was a good hire? Maybe I'm, I'm saying yeah. that he, he, he may know what he's doing. He, know, he knows what he's doing. Awesome. But so they were kind of, you know, picking spots here and there just sure. very briefly. But again, part of this committee that's coming together can look at that and say, okay, how about, you know, maybe this street and this street would be good right. places right. where the churches, where the schools located. So they can kind of see exactly probably almost to the exact number, how many dispensaries, maybe two, maybe three that Hernando could have at the most because of the, the way the circles would line up. So you didn't notice that these seven addresses that they gave Austin at the meeting were their houses. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened to be 15 happened feet to be apart. seven yeah. addresses yeah. were all their houses. Um, so anyway, so again, this is a, uh, this, it was, so they did not opt out. They didn't really have right. to do anything. Right. They just did not opt out. The committee meetings that they have to discuss any and all this will be public. Oh, wow. So he said, look, this is something that's very important to the people. 74% of the people voted for it. So, you know, whenever y'all meet, meet in the city boardroom. And it, anybody that wants to come in and listen to us can come in and listen to us. Right. So those will start. But, again, Hernando will not be opting out. So once May's 3rd comes and goes, we will be allowing dispensaries in the city of Hernando. Moving forward. And uh, I can't wait. Yep. Not – that sounded that sounded a certain way, but what I'm saying is I can't <laughs> wait to fixed. I can't <laughs> I can't wait to see how it goes. It is uh, a reality, and here we are. And so it's 2022, not 1962. So the world has come a long way when it comes to medical marijuana. So let's uh, you know Hernandez seems to be going to be a part of it. So let's let's take a look and and uh, see what happens. And as an update too, uh, you know, the city of Horn Lake opted out. Okay. City of South Haven opted out. Olive Branch and Hernando Stadium. South Haven and Horn Lake opts out right now, but That's can right. get in at any time. Literally, can get yeah, back so in the well, game. Horn Lake, but right now, they're out. Horn Lake has not publicly announced a plan on what they're doing. Mayor okay. Musselwhite in South Haven has announced a plan that within 90 to 120 okay. days, they will have their plan in place to opt back in. Okay. But they just, just wanted about they wanted about three or four more months to look at it. But Hernando is jumping on it. Maybe we may again get this, you know, pretty decent sized right. business. And there was a lot of talk of hey, if you land this and it goes well then the biomedical community itself out of Memphis sure. may start coming to Hernando, may start locating their offices in and around, not just the dispensary, but that area. So, hey, look, this is a, a town that supports this type of things. We, you know, we don't have to be in Memphis. We could be right here. 69 is right here. And so well, let's hope we get the uh, legal biomedical. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> the legal biomedical kind from right. Memphis coming right. down. That That's what we're yeah, hoping yes, for. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the the so, registered. The exactly. Registered. And then finally, Matt, the last thirty to forty-five minutes of the meeting was. Hey, Derek, uh, I think we should. I think we should whisper this part of the show. We, right here. we should whisper this part of the show. We should stay below sixty-five. Actually, decibels. Matt, we, we've we're at we're at sixty-five. We've right been now. out of ordinance the entire time we've been we hosting have. this podcast. We, yes, exactly. <laughs> In order for us to register at all from a sound standpoint, <laughs> we, we have to speak yeah. a little louder. But uh, you'll see what I mean in just a second. And don't forget, Uncle Cracker started the show. Great. Yeah, and also you know, the, the fact that we. Could have been disciplined by Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Uncle Fresh Phil, Prince. Fresh Prince could have Fresh. come down on us. Could have absolutely come down on us. And then, uh, and then Uncle Rico, which will kick off our sports here shortly. There Uncle, will be Rico Uncle Rico from Napoleon. Uh, we, we, could have, we could have an Uncle Rico sighting yeah, coming Uncle up. Uncle Rico again. Keyword being uncle. Yeah, it is okay, a, it is keyword. Go ahead, Derek. I interrupted. Um, I'm sorry. So the noise ordinance. The, the, this was uh, item number 25 on the new agenda was to consider placing the same time and decibel restrictions on indoor entertainment as is currently placed on outdoor entertainment and to remove the warning requirement, leaving it in the discretion of the Hernando Police Department. Now, just to go back, we Hernando has never in 100 and some odd years had a noise ordinance That's that right. we know about, a noise ordinance, and uh, that changed in the last six months? Uh, I think it was back in October. Okay, so yeah, this, back in that October, changed in, yeah. that, the third or fourth week of October is when it went into effect. Changed in the last six months, so 100-something-plus years of nothing we changed it six months ago to 75 decibel levels. Outside, decibel, outdoor outside, entertainment. Outdoor entertainment, outdoor anything, really. We right. talked about, we read, uh, we Googled and read mowing your grass is 
100 decibels. Pipes uh, on a car. Pipes on a car, which Lord knows we have that around here. Um, you know, airplanes, all those different things. We read some decibel levels, and 75 was the number that was set by the Board of Aldermen back then, uh, waited 30 days, and then it became law. That's right. Here we are, April the 19th meeting for the city of Fernando. We're back talking about it again. Wow, here we are. So uh, the discussion was, again, to make the 75 uh, also be endorsed, to keep the, the time restrictions where music uh, was now supposed to be cut off outdoors at 11 p.m. on the weekends, 10 p.m. on Monday through Thursday, and 9 p.m. on Sunday. So those were the ending dates for any entertainment outside in the city of Fernando that was all passed back in October to make the same restrictions inside. A big, long discussion. A lot of it came from uh, a specific location in Hernando that has been doing this. Uh, a lot of the people that live behind this location came, and I mean, three or four of them were adamant about how it, their quality of life is. And so the outdoor, it seems like what's going on, this is a, a brief synopsis of what happens. So what happens, there may be outdoor entertainment. The cops are called. Always have to give a warning. Every day it starts over. Okay. So a warning. Uh, so if you get a warning on Friday and you turn it off, then the next day if you're playing it loud on Saturday, they have to come back and give you another warning. So it's, it's not a cumulative effect over a certain time period. It's literally every day is a reset. That's the way that the current code read. Correct. And so they went out there and said, all right, they, um, you know, so that's what was happening. They'd go give a warning. Maybe the band would be done for the rest of the night. Maybe the band would move inside. But when the band moved inside, maybe the doors weren't closed all the way. Maybe the, they turned it up a little bit louder when they're inside. Or, again, they were playing so loudly it didn't matter. It was still over 75 decibels, uh, even though the music was inside. But since they were inside, they were not breaking code. And we're, that, which is, when it's all said and done, they were skirting around technicalities. That's right. That's right. So, um, but, but again, that according to the code, there was you know, the warning was given. When they went back to actually be fined, they would no longer be out of code, even though, yes, there were a lot of technicality Correct. loopholes, that sort of thing. That's what was being addressed. A lot, of, again, there was three or four people walked up with examples. Some one of, of, one some of, of the them, same people or no? Uh, some of the, same, some yeah, of the same, people. some of the same people plus the developer. And they said it has not gotten better. It, 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 they, it got better through the winter. They're, they're, right. I'm, I'm, no again, this is kind of a, cold. This is kind of a consolidation of what everybody said. Gotcha. They got better when it got winter. It was cold, cold. so they yeah. didn't hear a lot about it. But once the weather turned, you know, once it got that first 67-degree uh, day, you know, 50 to 60-degree night, it started over. Uh, and, again, it's not as necessarily as bad as it was. It's just that it's still too loud. Sure. It seems to be that the establishment doing this is – purposely doing this because they know they're not out of code but to do it to kind of throw it in the homeowners faces or in the i guess not in this case in the renters faces uh, uh and then doing that so I, I said it on tuesday derek it seems like they are thumbing their nose that was the right. word i was said thumbing their nose at the city and the ordinance and the whole situation and uh kind of doing business the way that they want to versus uh, being neighborly and um, working as a group to kind of put all this together. And, and now we ha now have a citywide ordinance, uh, just to speed up a little bit, we have a citywide ordinance outside that went from 75 to 65, and it's now in includes indoor. Right, so there have been 54, 54 warnings given since October. Wow. So since this was done, 54 warnings or 54 complaints had been filed. Mm. So 54 warnings had been given, 11 of them to this specific establishment. Okay. That's kind of, so if you want to say how many, you know, so that's what we right. have had, 54 since October. So Matt, what you just said is what they finally, well, first of all, they were just going to do the times and having it go indoor. So basically, Real originally, quick, was the, I'm sorry, was the establishment represented or no? No. No. The establishment, and I'm glad that you asked that, the establishment uh, was made aware that they were going to be on the agenda by the mayor. Uh, they told the mayor that they would be out of town, and so nobody from the establishment was at the meeting. Gotcha. Um, the, so, again, the original proposal was to keep it at 75, indoor and outdoor times, 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. Sunday. But, however, uh, the developer complained, uh, and then one of the, I think one of the aldermen actually maybe said a mention about lowering it to 65 because, you know, just to be a little more, I guess, you know, to make sure even if it is indoors, to it, it would be lower. Uh, and so if they tried to skirt it again, it would be lower. They lowered it to 65, Matt. Um, now, 65 is low. <laughs> I had to reach out to a couple aldermen, and then one of them got back with me because I wanted to verify a couple things. Number one, is that taking 65, is a decibel reading taking 65 in the indoor facility 
or is it still taken 30 feet from the building by the road as it was originally established? And the way they understand right. it, it's still from the road. So that's not walking inside. So literally right now, me kind of talking into this microphone, trying to talk to you, I'm probably at 65. Yes. They cannot sit right there and get me and say, you're sighted. So if you're in a restaurant just talking, normal restaurant buzz is over 65. Yes, it is. But you're standing out 30 feet by the road. You're, that's not going to be an issue. So the, the measuring spot does not change. I was pleased to hear that because again if you're going to walk in a restaurant laughing is 65 right. decibels sure. i mean there's <laughs> please google what is 65 decibels it will amaze you how low that is right. uh so I, I was a little worried about that the other thing is again according to this alderman was that you could permit out permit out would be weddings one time or maybe annual events like something on the square uh, something like that would be a permitted event where you could go and say hey look we're going to be playing until 11 p.m. It may be a little louder. Want to let you know about it. What do I need to do? Any issues? You know, and kind of get with the police and let them know. And, you know, they may make a phone. If there's a couple houses, you may have to get clearance by the houses. We have to do this whenever we uh, did the fun run. Yes, Remember, sir. we had to go to the houses. And, hey, you know, this road's going to be closed for about 20 minutes on this Saturday. Maybe one of those type of things where you just have to make the homeowners aware. But, again, that should still be done for single use or one-time permits should still be allowed that which, which will get you around having to worry about your wedding or that sort of thing but 65 is low yes um and that is where we are now I, I hope that that is not abused the other way where people are making complaints on other people because they just want to be mean about it and 65 is not that loud we will see how that goes i, I mean I, i'm gonna be honest i thought 75 was fine i do not live in the area where this is being done this is a citywide ordinance sure. this yeah, goes citywide. it does affect a uh you know it affects the crew that we're part of our, our party last till, till midnight well, we will now have to permit that to 11 p.m. Uh, it is louder than 65 at the road. We will have to let make them aware of that when we have the party next time up in Nesbitt. So that's a lot of conversation. I, I hope that the alderman thought through all that when they were doing this. There may be a lot of phone calls for permits, that sort of thing. We'll see what the next six months looks like. Right. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that goes. But that is the new code. Uh, go with, with In effect, within 30 days, uh, that it will be 65 indoors and outdoors from the road. Again, 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. I mean, Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Thursday, and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays will be the times you can, only times you're allowed to have music at 65 decibels. Derek, we'll say this, then we'll move on. It seems like the actions of a very few have affected all 17,500 17, of us. Well, that's, this is that's, the that's, literally that's example of one rotten apple spoiling the whole barrel. I mean, Correct. that's it, the whole bunch. Yeah. That's it. This is... Derek's a little bit like when you're at your family reunion or you're uh, getting together and celebrating maybe the 4th of July with your family and uh, the drunk uncle kind of screws up everything. Always. He always just messes it up. The drunk uncle. I mean, seriously, you want him to go home. You wish he left early. Your aunt's been ready to leave. You've already had the the, uh, homemade ice cream. That's done. Hey, you know what? Think about something else. How how many decibel levels is one of those those homemade ice cream things? Oh, that's, oh, that's, no, that, okay. that's triple uh, digits. A hair dryer is 65, so hair there you go. 65. Yeah. Oh, The homemade ice cream maker that we all know, pouring the rock salt yeah. on it, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's going to be over 100 decibels. That's going to be pretty loud. May have to get a permit for that. May have to get a, May have to get a permit <laughs> for that uh, that type of thing. But again, one drunk uncle just uh, screws up the whole deal. So that, just it, an amazing it, thing. Derek, thanks for uh, working us through the Alderman meeting. We appreciate that. I know I, I joke all the time that people tell me they do not watch Alderman stuff, but the only way they pay attention is right here. And when you walk us through on the podcast, we really, really appreciate you uh, sitting down, going through that two and a half hours uh, on YouTube and watching that. We really appreciate you doing that. Well, let's go a little bit further out there. County supervisors, we typically don't cover things going on in the county, but you do have some different news. Tell us about it. Well, a couple of things. The first thing I want to mention is that the county is the only municipality in the county that has not made a decision on medical marijuana yet. So they are having a special meeting this coming up Monday. So April 25th at 8 a.m., Again, April 25th at 8 a.m. in Hernando with a new medical marijuana state law. This is the focus of that meeting. It is a public meeting. Um, they will be meet, you know, in the county administration building, but they will be discussing and making their decision the first of next week to decide whether or not to opt out as a county. So all the cities have made declared what they're going to do. This would be as a county. The other uh, issue that was taken up during their meeting was if you now want to go uh, and pay for your taxes with a credit card, you will now be charged a service fee. Up for the last 30 years, you know, you go and you have a credit card, you want to go pay your, your taxes or whatever with your credit card. They never charge you the convenience fee, the service fee, but because of the, the credit card companies going up on their fees, <clears throat> the cost of everything involved with that, there will now be uh, up to a 
two and a half percent total charge on top of you know whatever your taxes are that you're paying that will be part of that charge because of the uh, credit card charges. A lot of restaurants are doing this now. Even some gas stations are doing this now. If you go, you know, if you pay in cash, it's one price. If you pay with a credit card, it's another price. That's exactly what the county is doing just to offset some of those fees because the bank that they use is no longer waiving the fees Correct. for the processing. Yes. So again, that's two and a half up to a two and a half percent charge will be added on. So those are really the two things I want to make sure everybody was aware with. If you're paying your taxes now, they're past due. They're due by February 1st each year. So they are past due. But if you're going to do that, you will be charged a fee if you want to use a credit card. And again, April 25th, Monday, April 25th at 8 a.m. at the county administration building. If you want to be in city and to watch the supervisors debate opting in or opting out or staying in for the uh, medical marijuana. We kind of figured that the May 3rd deadline was going to be a big uh, topic. And sure enough, here we are trying to make those decisions. As you mentioned, Horn Lake uh, went one way, South Haven went one way, and then Olive Branch and Hernando uh, went a little bit different. So looking forward to seeing how that looks in the next six months when it comes to medical marijuana uh, dispensaries in the city of Hernando. And uh, Derek, speaking of green, tell us about our longtime sponsor, Green King Spray Services. Well, Matt, since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. We'd like to welcome back to the UTW podcast our favorite seasonal advertiser, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. The Hernando Farmer's Market will be kicking off Saturday, April 30th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Again, Saturday, April 30th from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'll mention in just a second another Hernando Farmer's Market uh, mention. They will be going all the way through October 29th and then a special Farmer's Market on November 12th. They will begin their season with over 40 vendors next Saturday. Hernando Farmer's Market will include Big Acres Farm, Hernando Point Farm, Kills Country Market, Precision Sharp, Moon Lake Pecans. Those are just some of the 40 vendors to kick off the season next Saturday, April 30th. Again, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. located right here on the historic Hernando Square. Get out next Saturday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. all the way through October 29th. Welcome back to the UTW podcast, the Hernando Farmer's Market. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast continues to be brought to you by Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fence repair, gate repair, new fence construction, spring cleanups, any project on the outside of your home or business that you need help with, give Richard a call. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't help you, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his company on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Look them up today. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention to our DeSoto County shout-outs that we do every Friday show about this coming weekend or weekends to come soon uh, when it comes to nonprofits that are trying to get a little bit more information out about their things. A massive celebration. going to be wonderful weather. Huge celebration going on tomorrow, Saturday, April 23rd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Hernando Farmers Market will be a part of the DeSoto County Earth Day celebration. The town square will be closed to vehicles. 
with many free earth-friendly events. The Farmer's Market and the Arts Council will be a part of this event. Again, the DeSoto County Earth Day celebration. There will be over 50 exhibitors on the south side of the town square. 4-H will have demonstrations and live animals. There will be kid crafts and activities all the municipalities in DeSoto County will be represented with booths and information. Waste Connections, Waste Pro, a number of different things are going to be out there. Earth Day, wonderful time, Derek. We take, we take it for granted. Let's be honest. We take we uh, this amazing, beautiful, uh, amazing thing that we uh, live on, for uh, lack of a better word, live on uh, for granted. And that's going to be part of this tomorrow, Saturday, April 23rd. There will also be the DeSoto County and Hernando Animal Shelters will be on site with animals for adoption. So get out this coming Saturday, a wonderful, wonderful event going on right here on the Hernando Square. I joke around all the time. 85 degrees on the Hernando Square on a Saturday morning is Perfect. Unbelievable. It is sheer perfection. 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You begin to wrap up the Earth Day celebration on the wonderful square right here under the water tower. You have another opportunity to support a local nonprofit. Tell us about it. Matt, each year over 800 people fill the streets of downtown Hernando in support of the Palmer Homes mission to rescue and restore children in need. And they are proud to celebrate the 18th year of this wonderful event and hope to make it the biggest year yet. Of course, we're talking about the 18th annual Mud Bug Bash held right here in the city of Hernando on Panola Street. It will take place from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Again, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. this Saturday night. With a band. With a band. <laughs> uh, I hope they have their – actually, they don't have to have a permit. <laughs> no permit yet. Actually, no, they do need a permit because yeah, they're outdoors. April 23rd, 2022. Uh, again, this is um, – a wonderful, wonderful fundraiser for the Palmer Home. This is the largest fundraiser they have. You're going to have uh, silent auction items. You'll be able to go there and listen to the band. There'll be plenty of, of uh, mud bugs to eat. They'll also have other food if you're not a crawfish fan uh, that you'll be able to eat there um, too. They'll have desserts. They'll have it's just a wonderful thing right there. They'll be using the courtyard as well as Panola Street itself. So please come out and support. You can get your tickets online at palmerhome.org palmerhome.org please go there you can find your tickets the vip tickets regular tickets whatever you want to do we're just 48 hours from the 18th annual palmer home mud bug bash don't miss it Derek, i just clicked on the saturday weather 80 degrees feels like 84 this coming saturday uh I will be stuck in Decatur, Alabama. I love my son. My son plays soccer, but I will be stuck in Decatur, Alabama and would much rather be at the 18th annual Mudbug Bash. I mean, you and I both know Molly Coleman, who's very heavily involved in that. Just a wonderful, sweet lady uh, who's really worked hard since she moved to town with the Palmer Home. I know uh, Memory Craig has worked with the Palmer Home. We had a Palmer Home mom uh, sit down with us here on our podcast in the last uh, 18 months. So just wonderful thing, wonderful opportunity to get out, uh, enjoy some crawfish, enjoy some social time, enjoy the sun, enjoy a wonderful night right here uh, in Hernando. I mean, you absolutely can't can't ask for more. 18th annual Mud Bug Bash coming up tomorrow night. Then the next day, Derek, if you're done, you've enjoyed your crawfish, the next day you want to get out and uh, something, something a lot of guys really enjoy uh, are going to be uh, taking a look at some antique cars. Tell us about that coming up on Sunday. I'm out on April 24th, Sunday, the inaugural car show on the square for the Meals on Wheels. Again, the car show on the square for the Meals on Wheels. It'll take place from 2 to 5 p.m. So on Saturday, 9 a.m., you got your Earth Day, you got your Farmer's Market, you got your uh, DeSoto County Arts Festival right there, everything taking place. Then you come back to the square that night for Mudbug. The very next day, you can go for your third time in less than around 24 hours to see a wonderful car show. Again, the event is free. Admission is free. They're not, they don't want to sell you a ticket they want you to come experience the wonderful cars and see all that we have in this area and then give your donation give what you feel like you want to give a uh, tour the meals on wheels just a wonderful wonderful program it's really started kind of by the methodist church but has spread out from there that feeds so many mostly elderly families but needy families in the area uh, that aren't able to get out and get a meal or that meet the criteria to you know to qualify for meals on wheels and uh, again this is one of the fundraisers they're going to use to try to get that done to keep providing meals that a couple restaurants in town sell to them at a discounted price that they do every Tuesday and Thursday of the week. Just a wonderful nonprofit that we have here in town. They will be accepting donations. We're not going to sit here. The That's event it. is free. Take your kids out. Look at some cool cars, that type of stuff. Look, if you got an extra 10, 15, 20, 100 bucks sitting right there in your pocket, maybe you had a good weekend. Maybe you got your mud bug tickets free. That's oh, a thought. There you go. If you got your mud bug tickets free, uh, we have a um, – there's some guys I'm talking to there, you know. <laughs> just a thought right there. If you got your mud bug tickets free, uh, maybe make that donation to the uh, Mills on Wheels, something that's an amazing charity here uh, under the water tower. Matt, what, what, Matt what's your uh, favorite classic car? If you want, if you're pulling up to the square, what would you want? What car I'm going to go probably 67, mid-60s Shelby Cobra. Ooh. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> That's probably like going to be my favorite. Mine's a 67 Corvette Stingray. Okay. Uh, 425 horsepower, just a, a very fine piece of machinery. It goes for about, you know, every now and then I'll just kind of pull one up just to kind of look at it. They could sell anywhere from 55 to 80. Yeah. I like 60s cars. I probably get into the 80s where I like more trucks. I'll just say Otter, that. No, I, yeah, I, I like, I like the 60s muscle cars, but probably like more trucks from the you, 80s. You want to get you want to get the, uh, the the gear shift off the tree. Like You want to get it actually down here. Absolutely. In the 70s, it's up on the tree, then you got to get down here. Um, so anyway, just a great day. Come out this Sunday, April 24th from 2 to 5 p.m. Free event, and just can see a wonderful car show and support a wonderful nonprofit. You know, Derek, if you have one of those uh, classic cars, uh, that like you mentioned, one of those expensive classic cars, you probably want to put some insurance on it. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're looking for insurance or help with insurance when it comes to your home, your life, your property, as I mentioned, your casualty, or your auto, you definitely want to reach out to our newest sponsor, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance is located in South Haven, but ready to serve anyone here in DeSoto County. They work with some of the largest companies in the world, Nationwide, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Liberty Mutual, Progressive, Travelers, some of the largest insurance companies in the entire world they trust Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland are ready for your call. Tell them your needs. Tell them your budget. Let them uh, work through five or six different companies to give you the best fit when it comes to your insurance. Call them, 662-895-5528. Again, that's 662-895-5528. If you possess a Mississippi insurance license and want to do something different, possibly want to join one of the fastest growing insurance companies in the Mid-South, give Bruce and Jerry a call. Again, 662-895-5528, Holland Insurance. On Sunday, May 1st, North Point Christian School will have its next preview of the point for lower school grades, senior kindergarten through sixth grade. The event will be held at 2 p.m. and will give prospective families an opportunity to tour the school and meet with the administration to see if North Point Christian School is the right fit for your family. Grades are quickly filling up with upper school and preschool grades having wait lists, so they encourage you to register for this event quickly by calling Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. North Point Christian is excited that so many families are looking to Christian education. They have had an influx of new students over the last two years and continue to see excitement for 2022-2023. Don't delay. Call and register today. If your car is going into a body shop or your car is going in for a week-long or 10, 15-day transmission repair, give us a call at Mobile Car and Van Rental, the only car rental place in Hernando located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce. Mobile Car and Van Rental, ready to serve. They work with all major insurances nationwide, State Farm, Farm Bureau, Allstate. Doesn't matter. Give us a call. Let us help put you in a car while your car is in a body shop. Call us at 662-469-455. That's 662-469-4555. If you have summer travel plans, whether it be a group of 7, 10, 15, Call us. We are filling up quick when it comes to summer travel. So again, 662-469-4555 for mobile, car, and van rental. Well, Derek, the weather has affected our athletics between our yes, <laughs> since our last show. Give us an update. Let's. We always start. The boys for North Point are playing soccer. Girls play in the fall. Boys play in the spring. Give us an update when it comes to North Point Trojan soccer. But before we do that, Derek, I mentioned it earlier. Tease it a little bit because uh, today's show – is all about, not all about, but a lot of the show has consisted of the word uncle. It has. It has. And so uh, we're just going to delay for a second. Uh, wonderful. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Absolute stud. What, one of the greatest sporting <laughs> moments of his life. He's going to recap for us. Absolutely. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. We, you can't have a show with the word uncle in it and not play an Uncle Rico clip. So we'll just let uh, Uncle Rico do the talking himself. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? Yeah, coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Still one of the best movies, uh, classic movie. Just so funny. So I mean, it really is. I mean, if you like goofy humor and allow that to be for what it is, Napoleon Dynamite is a really uh, – it's, it's a classic movie. Oh. And, yeah, and exactly. And Uncle Rico is definitely a part of that. Uh, well, somebody who maybe would have struggled on the soccer pitch, I'm just going to say that maybe Napoleon would probably not be the best <laughs> soccer player. Tell us about North Point Trojan soccer since our last show. So, yes, the North Point soccer, Matt, the uh, game was postponed okay. with Harding uh, only having nine available players. Okay. 
Uh, so that's not they, good for an eleven v eleven. Yeah, not not yeah. When you're playing eleven eleven, not not good to have nine players. Uh, they only had nine available players for the game on Tuesday. Therefore, it was postponed and will be rescheduled till next Friday night, the 29th. So next Friday night, that is a district game. They they're gonna do their best to try to play that. Uh, so next Friday night, it will be Harding versus North Point. Their next game uh, was supposed to be tonight, Thursday night, for senior night. Uh, right now, still waiting if that will be played. The team that was supposed to be played uh, has already canceled. Uh, our field is fine. They just do not want to play and get a little mud on them. Therefore, they have already canceled. Uh, and so the coach is uh, tr- frantically trying to search for somebody to play us for uh, tonight, just at least get one game in this week. If that is not available, uh, then senior night will be moved to Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday night at 5 p.m. against ECS at home. That would be the next game that is played. Moving to North Point Softball. The Lady Trojans did get a game in. They took on Millington Central in a non-conference game on Tuesday and won 7-4. to four. Libby Sowell got the win going six and one-third innings with four strikeouts. Megan McElhaney led the Trojans at the plate going two for four with four RBIs. The Lady Trojans are now seven and three, four and oh in district, and will play Harding away tonight. Again, have not heard that it's canceled. And Bartlett away Friday night, depending on how wet the fields are. North Point Baseball. The Trojans took care of the Griffins of St. George's in their first of the two-game series on Tuesday. North Point got the 10-4 win in the district matchup with J.B. Williams going five innings with five strikeouts for the win and Hudson Brown coming in the last two innings to close it out. James Smith was two for three with three RBIs. Hudson Brown two for three with two RBIs. And Rob Hayes was two for four with an RBI. The Trojans are now 15-5, and 6-1 and one in district play, and were supposed to play game two Thursday night at St. George's. Again, St. George's field is too wet. That game will now be played tomorrow night uh, at 6 p.m. up at St. George's. Again, Friday night, 6 p.m. at St. George's to finish up that two-game series. Now moving to Lewisburg softball. Lewisburg took on Brighton in their last tune-up game before the playoffs and got the 10-0 win in six innings. Abrams went all six innings with nine strikeouts to notch the win. Williams had three hits, while Taylor and Stokes both had two hits. Taylor and Williams also led the Lady Patriots with four RBIs each. They end the regular season 26-1. That's 20-6-1. And will start the playoffs as the two-seed from District 2, hosting Clinton on Friday night at 6 p.m. Game 2 will be played Saturday at Clinton, and Game 3 back in Lewisburg on Monday if necessary. uh, Good luck to the Lady Patriots from the UTW podcast. Now on Lewisburg baseball, Lewisburg hosted Oxford in their last regular season game for their warm-up before the playoffs. This was senior night for the Patriots. It was a tight game and a great test going into the playoffs. Lewisburg got one in the first and one in the second, but Oxford got one back in the third, and that 2-1 score would stand for the rest of the game with Scott Sharp getting the victory on the mound and McKay and Gilmore coming in to close it out. Lewisburg ends the regular season 23-3, and 7-2 in district, and the Patriots, being the two-seed, will host Germantown at 7 p.m. on Friday. Game two will be at Germantown at 7 p.m. on Saturday, and game three will be back at Lewisburg on Monday if necessary. Again, good luck to the guys of Lewisburg from the UTW podcast. Why wouldn't you play that Germantown-Lewisburg game 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, play it in the mid-afternoon? That's a good question. Makes no sense from a travel seven, standpoint. Seven, seven, seven. Oh, man. Well, if I, well, they could actually share a bus since they both, they're both Literally, playing yeah. in Lewisburg. Yes. One goes to Clinton, one yep. goes to Germantown, ride together, come back. Anyway. Right. Um, that makes no sense not to play at 2 o'clock. Moving to Hernando. The Hernando softball team was needing a win for the district championship, and they left little doubt by winning 11-2 over South Panola. They finished the season 22-6, and perfect in district, and will get a bye in the first run of the playoffs being the one seed. They will wait to see who they will play next week, depending on how things go this weekend. So, again, congratulations to the uh, Hernando softball team winning back-to-back district championships. Back-to-back district. Of course, they're also state champions last year, but back-to-back district championship looking to make another run at state starting next week. All the other stuff doesn't matter. District champs, great. Get the bye. The girls are going to be focused in. This is what they came to do is repeat state title. All this other stuff doesn't matter. Their season starts now, and I think they're going to do really well. They're going to be very hard to beat. Two out of three times. Yeah. Good I'm luck looking, to them. Really looking forward to that series. And then finally, Hernando Baseball. Now, we already know they had a bye, and so with both teams already having their bye sewn up for the first run of the playoffs, Hernando took on DeSoto Central at home Tuesday night. The game was tied 2-2 in the sixth when Hallis Lawson roped a double scoring the go-ahead run, and Hernando goes on to win 4-2. 
Tyler Sullivan got the win, going six innings, giving up two runs on three hit and striking out 14 DeSoto Central batters. Preston Johnson got the save. Lawson led the Tigers at the plate, going two for three. The Tigers are now 19-6 and and take on Lafayette on Thursday night for another tune-up game before the playoffs start for them next week. We definitely will continue to support, continue to give shout-outs, continue to uh, you know praise the Hernando softball and baseball teams, of course, right here as we uh, cover you guys right here under the water tower. Looking forward to next week. It's that time of year, Derek, end of April, start in May. Uh, like I said, that state title uh, runs uh, begin now. So good luck to the North Point uh, soccer team. Hopefully we'll play sometime soon. You're a no, senior night you. at some point. Please. That would definitely be good. We love the young people on our show. We love that Derek has a, you know, two seniors are represented here between the two dads. And we'd like to shine a positive light to what these kids are doing. Um, just a great group of kids that we have in DeSoto County. And we just uh, pray for them all the time for their safety. Pray for them all the time for their wonderful experiences when it comes to high school. So good luck to all those young people. If you enjoy our show and what we uh, joke around about, oh, actually, Derek, if you have an aunt or uncle, an aunt or uncle that you would like to share. Please encourage them. Please yeah. encourage them to uh, enjoy the UTW podcast. Definitely a lot of aunts on Facebook. I'll say that. <laughs> a lot of aunts on Facebook. Not, not as many uncles, but a lot of aunts on Facebook. Tell them to look for us. UTW Podcast on Instagram at UTW Podcast and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're hearing our voice now, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Helps us move up the ranks when it comes to local podcast if you enjoy our show please look for ob pod ob pod covering the eastern side of desoto county do a deep dive into center hill athletics olive branch athletics and lewisburg athletics ob pod look them up today on our friday show we always encourage people as we did last week especially when it came to the uh easter sunday celebration that we had at, at hernando methodist church and all throughout the county uh derek i will say this before we say that i had several people ask me the song to start last week's show was a song called Good Grace by Hillsong. That's Good Grace by Hillsong. And the song that ended our show was called Born Again by Corey Asbury. That's uh, if most people that listen to our show are going to recognize the song Reckless Love, one of the most famous uh, Christian songs the last three years, uh, that's Corey Asbury uh, as well. So that's what those two songs were, people that might enjoy that. Please attend a local church this weekend. Find a local Sunday school class. Find somewhere to put down some positive roots. Take your family to church on Sunday. Thank him for the many blessings we have right here under the water tower. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>